I'm Elia Hubbard for the Beirut Banyan. Many of those I interviewed wondered why I asked them for their name, age, and profession. I usually give them an answer that I think is worth repeating, especially for what's coming in this episode. The age is the most subjective to me as a reporter. It helps me gauge whether I'm being biased towards specific age ranges. Profession is also useful for me in order to personalize the interview whenever I can. I trust that both these pieces of information are useful to help you, dear listener, to paint a mental image of who I'm speaking to. What's more relevant to my practice as a journalist is the name, because it's one way to link a story to an actual person. Practically, it helps me locate them in my contact list and let them know when the episode goes live. It also helps me build the credibility of the story. On one hand, having one's name on record could convey a sense of ownership to them and consequently promote honesty. On the other hand, it gives listeners a chance to learn more about actual protesters and connect to more than nameless footage on a screen. For this reason, I always declined interviewing people who would not state their name. I'm sure they had their reasons, but it made me wary. However, I'm breaking this rule today by using a pseudonym to tell a protester's story. You don't have to trust me on this, but I know the legal reasons she can't use her name. I also know that this story is hers. Here is Leah's story. Leah is now sitting outside of a courtroom in Babda. She's waiting patiently for her lawyer to show up. She's suing a business she used to work for. You don't know Leia's age or profession, because Leia, honestly, could be any one of you. Let's face it, podcast listeners are luckier than many other people protesting on the streets. We have the luxury of time to download and listen to stories on internet-connected devices. Leia had the luxury to sue her ex-boss. If Leia's story is similar to any of yours, you'll know that Leia didn't do it because she had hopes in a speedy resolution. She actually started this journey three years ago, but our court system is a bit slow. She only did it because she didn't feel like standing by while one more businessman got out of paying his dues to Social Security with a cash settlement. She couldn't spare the money then, she can't spare it now, but her sense of justice was even stronger. Leia has been waiting for this day for a while, not only her court date, but a court date where she'd walk in with hope. People are gathering elsewhere for a thoda. That thoda not only made her come in early so she wouldn't be caught at a roadblock, but also sipped its way into the courtroom. Every lawyer is talking about what's going on outside. It also made its way into her conversation with her lawyer the day before. On one hand, he admits after years of law practice that the system needs an overhaul and that Thoda is now a force to reckon with. On the other, he knows that the outcome of this case, this Thoda, and even this country, is all about responsibility and soberness. At some point, we have to decide, as a country, what matters to us. We all want justice. We're not naive into thinking that some people do not. But what are the values guiding its execution? Do we cheer for chance as we protest, and only watch in horror when the person cheering them is the target of a defamation lawsuit. 
Do we cringe whenever someone brings evidence against a party we sympathize with and automatically reason how there must be more evidence against a party we dislike? Are we willing to stop transferring our learned helplessness to people who choose to resist in ways that don't resemble ours? This thought process applies to a woman suing in a tough system. It also applies to a woman who loses her temper at a protest. Both women know how to dress up and be composed and sport a hoodie and let some steam out. Both women know the limits of their methods and the more realistic paralysis of not even trying. I try not to talk a lot. I think you know this by now, especially when it's high time to listen. So I leave you with this final message from Leah. Cheers to those who try, in their own way, to keep their voices heard. Elia Hubbard, signing off from another square for the Beirut Banyan.